Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi, everyone. I want to thank you for coming out today to this press conference. Uh, my name is Amy. I am with the Married at First Sight Police Department, and I, my department and I are going to announce today that we are hereby uh, opening an investigation into the disappearance of three individuals, all of whom have not been heard from for more than 72 hours. Uh, they are as follows, Pastor Cal, Dr. Pepper Schwartz. Dr. Viviana. These three individuals are sorely needed. Uh, we do not suspect foul play at this time, but um, there has been some indication that they may be being held at a second location. We encourage anyone who has information about their whereabouts to come forward. At this point, once again, I need to reiterate, we are not considering this a criminal investigation so we will not press charges we just really want them returned we want them returned safely they have some work to do uh, they need to save one of the uh, participants of married at first sight named Chris they need to get in there and figure out what's going on with his um, wife Alyssa so again my department is here for all inquiries and tips uh, we're opening a special tip line. It's called, uh, you can call. It's 1-800-WHERE-THE-FUCK-ARE-THE-EXPERTS. So you just call up and tell us where you're holding these three individuals, and we will send help. Thank you. Thank you. No further questions. Thank you all for coming. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy, and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Alright guys, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Coming to you from sunny, well it's actually kind of cloudy, um, Florida. I almost said California because my mind is on the west coast. Oh my god, I wish I was in California right now. Me too. Guys, Leslie is sitting near an air conditioner, so you're just going to have to bear with us because she's in Florida and we tried to shut it off, but we don't know how to operate things. I shut it off and it's still like bumbling. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's fine. It's fine. We 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 will deal with it. Um, all right. So Leslie, I have a question for you. Where the fuck are the experts? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm a little concerned. Like in past seasons, they would have been all over this Chris and Alyssa situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I they should have called them in, like do a Zoom call and be like, get in here. 
Yeah, instead, these people are, like, talking to the producers, trying yeah. to get some resolution. Like, what is a PA going to do? <laughs> They're not qualified for this. And I don't know if it's this week or next week where she's like, I fucking hate him. I'm like, whoa. I know, I know. <laughs> we'll talk about it. It gets real dark. All right, let's start with uh, my two kind of favorites, Mock the Shock and Jodie Foster. <laughs> All right. So, Mark, oh, let me just announce, episode five, not a sure thing. So, season 14, episode five, not a sure thing. We have a stupid montage of the couples waking up. I don't even cover that anymore. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mark and Lindsay wake up, and Lindsay reveals that she has eaten a bowl of goldfish with milk like cereal. Leslie? That is appalling (laughs) and disgusting, because you know how, first of all, milk is, I can't have milk anyways, but that's disgusting. It's disgusting. Because that's Who's salty that? snack. It's, it's cheddar. Parmesan flavor. Ugh, gross. So Lindsay tells the camera she has no complaints, and the producer asks if they consummate the marriage, and she's like, ah, ah. It's like real, like kind of Gino Jasmine situation yeah. here. She turned into a dolphin in that moment. <laughs> yes, she did. So they're making plans for the day, and Lindsay wants some pina coladas, and Mark, Mark the Shock is like, I have an idea. Let's have a drink, not mm-hmm. several, in a short period of time. He doesn't want a repeat of what happened. And she says, maybe, I, you know, I think I was just tired. Girl, no. you were not tired. You were drunk. It's okay. It's okay. Yep. So he's like, real low, he whispers like, dude, you had three bottles of wine. <laughs> three bottles? That, that's, that's a lot. A lot. That's, a, that's lot. a lot. Amy would be on the floor dead. And also, when you're in an airplane, because of the elevation and the pressure, like, you feel everything even more. Yes. Very true. So she finally says, okay, like, for your sake, I won't put you through that. Fine. So now they're in a bar, and they're making pina coladas, and Mark is talking to the hostess, and Jodie Foster freaks out suddenly because she gets brain freeze. And then, did you catch this? Mark the Shock puts on some shades and does the cocktail Tom Cruise montage. (laughs) Okay, whatever. They decide while they're drinking to sit down and talk about their dating histories. A, don't do this while you're sitting down drinking, and B, don't do it on your honeymoon. Exactly. That's just my two cents. Uh, Lindsay, a.k.a. Jodie Foster, says she has... Okay, this was real weird. (laughs) She says she has dated every engineer in the book. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, how she is engineer adjacent, but I felt like this should have had more of a tie-in. Like, does she work at a college with a strong engineering program or maybe she just has a type and she's like are you an engineer that i cannot date you if you're not it's so weird because then she's like these engineers suck they're cheaters and liars and stealers i'm like oh my god my dad's an engineer like fuck you he's an engineer he's a nice man (laughs) i just wrote that's a real weird flex like that's a real I, i don't get it Mark says he dated a bit, but nothing really clicked. And his first love after college was a bit of a drinker. And it was a problem for him. (laughs) Then he says, now, did you understand this? Because I had to watch it three times. I still don't get it. They clearly cut something out that gave it context. He says, I dated a woman during COVID. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was the first connection I made with someone during COVID. Okay. And she had a boyfriend that gave her shit. When she found out she was pregnant with him. Yeah, that was like, wait, what? So my take from that, because I watched it like three times. I was like, okay, so maybe he met someone during COVID, 
who happened to have been pregnant but didn't find out until after they started dating. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or 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 there was conversation in between where he was like, you know, I tend to find these women who've been treated poorly by men. Mm-hmm. For example, this one girl I dated in the past mm-hmm. had this problem with her boyfriend. But like we get none of that context, nope. so we have no idea. Um so then he's like these men, they treat these women terrible. It's so sad. And Jodie Foster's like, you sound like you're a people pleaser. You really need to take care of yourself. And she tells the camera, she's learning that Mark just has this innate drive to take care of other people. But what he needs to do is put himself first. And she wants to make sure that he is honoring himself when he's with her. How about then you stop acting like a maniac, Lindsay? Yeah. He doesn't need to be reeling you in all the time. No. Mm-mm. So at their, what I call the poorly lit dinner, because they always have this dinner on the honeymoon. It's always poorly lit. It's always on a weird, like, patio, stone patio somewhere. Mark seems stressed, and he tells Jodie Foster, like, this has just been a lot. The whole thing has been a lot. And he loves, like, the small things that they have in common, but he feels like there's been a lot of issues with other people. He loves that she wants to take care of him, but he doesn't want to rush this process. He wants to go slow in the process, and he says if they go too fast, it won't be organic. And I have no idea what he's saying. Okay, so I think he's saying, okay, so let me give this some context that was left out of the episode. Yeah. So on the Rudy Huxtable show after, (laughs) uh, she was on there, Lindsay was on there, and she said that she told him she loved him that day after she got off the boat. So, don't forget, guys, when they're at this dinner, the boat scene has already happened. Mm -hmm. So, like, she's already told Mark that Katina came for her on the boat. Then she laid laid it on him that she loved him. Then she also revealed that they banged three times that day. One right before dinner. So, that's why she's like, we banged, and then we go to dinner, and he's saying, I want to slow down. (laughs) And she was like, uh, okay. So he's like, he keeps saying that he wants this to flow organically. I, I don't know where he picked this saying up, but he just keeps using it. I don't know if he's listening to some Brene Brown, Esther Perel. I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> but he's listening to it. So she says, I can't pull. I can pull back, but I pull way back, dude. Mm-hmm. Way back. Then she says, if you want romance and shit, stop farting and shitting with the door open. Ew. Take that note for yourself. Now. I think this is what her father means when he says she has a vicious tongue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you hurt her, when she's hurt, and this is very common of children with trauma, when they perceive a threat, they lash out. Yeah. And she has, she said this about him on national television. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on. You know, imagine him with the door open. It's like that episode with Jim Gaffigan was a guest star on Sex and the City and he's dating Miranda. He's (laughs) taking a dump with the door open. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If we have two minutes at the end of the episode, we need to talk about Sex and the City because I'm in agreement with you that I like and just like that. Yeah. I think we're in a very small minority. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Yep. So she tells the camera, like, why would you have planned a romantic dinner and then say this? Like, come on, dude, you're fucking stupid. And then she gets up and she leaves. And later he's just wandering the beach. And then he tells the camera, we can have something amazing. But there have been some things that have made me go, whoa. And then he's like following her around. They go back to the hotel room. He's like, come on, come on. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's just, 
passive aggressive like leave me alone kind of situation then she says to him why don't you just go and then she tells the camera how do you not know better you stupid fucking idiot <laughs> I love that. And that's that's where we leave Mock the Shock and Jodie Foster. But you don't now that you said that they banged right before that dinner, yep. it makes sense that she would be like pissed. She's like, dude, you were like Yes just with me like a few minutes ago. What is happening? Yes. Is this for yes. the cameras? Like what are you doing? Yes. Do you think he just kind of sobered up? Maybe. Do you think he was like um sex drunk? You know, like you're I think kinda... he just wanted to tell her like okay you know i like doing this but moving forward can you calm the fuck down and he just said it yeah completely wrong yeah i agree let's get to snooze fest jasmina and michael <laughs> no they're no, boring no. well it gets a little interesting even though they are boring considering they're so like soft-spoken but there was a lot of heat in this yes so this is how i started out so the couples have only known each other for three days three this days is what we get told yeah mm-hmm. this is day two on their honeymoon in san juan puerto rico so we get shots of them always waking up pontificating about how everything is new and they're getting acclimated blah 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 at least they're not wearing the wifey and hubby shirts oh, like God, they're that always was last season uh-huh. that was so annoying yeah. So Michael brings breakfast in bed to Jasmina. Their biggest issue at this point, mind you, at this point, the beginning of the episode, is that Michael, for the life of him, cannot get why Jasmina's coffee. He just can't get her coffee order right. Her coffee order's a little weird, though. It's very sweet. Apparently, she just wants sweeteners with yeah, a like, dab of coffee. Just get her a milkshake. <laughs> like, where the hell are you going to run? Like, that's a Starbucks order. Like, you can't. Yeah. Get that, you know, I'm like making shitty. Well, you're in a hotel room right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'll drink the shitty coffee they put in the hotel room yeah, for the little me just to get me up. Yeah, yeah. I just need that. It's delicious. Listen, and then I was like, well, if someone couldn't get my coffee ordered right, sometimes when I don't have coffee, because I've been drinking coffee since I was a child, because mm-hmm. they would just give me coffee. I don't know why. It's a Latin mm. thing. Okay. With a piece of bread, you dunk it in your bread. It's delicious. Mm. I was like, if he didn't get my coffee order right, I would be like Moira Rose in Schitt's Creek crying in a closet <laughs> right now. I cannot not have my coffee. Coffee is my life. But, but after three days, would you expect somebody to know your coffee order? No, but I would write it down for them. Be like, can you please get this for me? Although I've been irrationally angry. Like we went through McDonald's drive through the one day in desperation to feed my children. And my chicken sandwich was screwed up. And my order was the only one screwed up. And I treat myself chicken at McDonald's. I treat myself so rarely to fast food that I was like, I was just looking forward to this so much. I grew irrationally angry at my children. I took it out on them. (laughs) Well, that's what moms do. Yes, (laughs) we're paying for the sins of our parents and the wrong McDonald's orders. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, go ahead. So Michael promises that at some point he will get it right. So Jasmina does not seem convinced, which neither will I. So they proceed to eat breakfast in bed, and apparently Michael went to bed early while Jasmina went to explore the resort. So she was, like, walking around and everything. And Michael says he really couldn't sleep because of that little argument they had Mm. between the couples. So then Mm -hmm. you get the little flashback of them. So then he goes on to say that since the wedding, he feels there's been some type of distance between them. Since the wedding a day ago. A day ago. (laughs) (laughs) Michael wants to make more progress in their relationship. Guys, it's been three days. 
But he says <laughs> he's afraid of not putting 100% into this because she seems a bit distant. Three okay. days. Okay. <laughs> so Jasmina tells producer she thinks he's overthinking things. As soon as he wakes up, that was like the first thing on his mind. So this bothers her. And if he continues to get inside his head when it comes to things like this, she thinks he will be the one who's going to ruin everything in the end. And I could yep. not agree more. She then tells Michael that she can't get out of out of her head what his sisters told them. And we see that. Like, she cannot let that go. She cannot let that go. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't understand how he can come to that conclusion after just a couple of hours of being in their honeymoon. But he argues that this is a very unique situation and he doesn't want to mess this up and he admits to overthinking things. But for him, this is serious because he has a ring on his finger, points to his finger, because we have to (laughs) show the props to the audience. It's a visual medium, you guys. So he's just trying to get to know her every second of the way and that sounds so exhausting because I feel like he's overthinking everything yes he's very analytical yeah he's clearly not living in the moment he's too in his head and he's gonna drive her away basically but we find out later why Mm -hmm. so go ahead and then jasmina even tells him you're going to ruin this if you keep overthinking Mm -hmm. and he does not look pleased at this assessment he's kind of like so we see jasmina and michael poolside this is later on having drinks and katina is telling producers that mike is overthinking things and being oh wait wait wrong jasmina's telling I'm like, wait, Katina's in that one? giving her two cents? I wouldn't be surprised if she was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so sorry. My beautiful black goddesses, I confused you. It's okay. So we see Jasmina and Michael poolside. They're having drinks and Jasmina's telling producers that Mike is overthinking things and being in his head, bringing negativity and what they're trying to build is going to get ruined and she's looking for a deeper bond and connection. So she starts a conversation about where they left off earlier and she mentions his sisters again and him being negative nancy so she asks if that was a problem in his last relationship and he admits he's been single for a long time and it was partly because he wasn't putting a hundred percent into those relationships mm-hmm. so he says that's part of the reason he over he's overthinking so much because he's trying to not make the same mistakes mm-hmm so just Mina fairly asked, well, you haven't been in a relationship in a long time. You think that now you're able to put 100%? He says he's trying to put 100%, but trying to do so is kind of making him overthink things out of fear he'll make the same mistakes again. So he's his own worst enemy at this point. Yep, yep. He's very cerebral. He's always very, up He's all up in his yeah. head. He's not living in the moment. And she's someone that lives in the moment, and she wants yeah. to be present and experience things where he's just like, when is, this go- when is the shoe going to drop? When is this going to get bad? That's yeah. his mentality. So mm-hmm. Jasmina wants to know what happened in the past that made him this way. And he reveals that all the loss that he's had in the past has contributed to this. It's a lot. This. Like, not only did he lose his parents, but at the age of six, one of his brothers died. And I'm like, I know. I know. He lost a lot. And it seems like he lost a lot of people in rapid succession. Yeah. And also at, like, formative time in your life. Yes. Also. And like, like, so of course he's going to be like, when is the shoe going to drop? And he also has like abandonment issues. Like, it seems like, oh, they're just going to leave me because they're yeah. going to die. True. And I was like, I wrote down, this man is a walking lifetime movie of the week. What is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> he does say he's a happy person, but the negativity is like a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jasmina sees something like that and thinks you should live life to the fullest because it's so short and unpredictable. Yeah. On paper, they seem like they should balance each other out, but we shall wait and see. And 
It's not mm. looking. It's good. not looking good. So we make it to day four of the marriage. Day four. Day four. And Jasmina is filling us in on something that went down. So she's catching us all up. So she's talking to the camera. She and Michael were sitting in the balcony. He tells her that yesterday when they were having the discussion um, about who consummates. So this is going back to when they go on the boat, which we'll cover Mm -hmm. those scenes separately. Mm -hmm. So there's a group vote event, and they're all talking about, like, who's consummated the relationship? Who did this? Who did that? And Michael apparently says that Jasmina cut him off. But then the producers play the clip, and we see him say, it's only been three days, and he's done talking. He's done talking. Yeah, he's done talking. Three days, and then she's like, she's someone who wants to have, like, an emotional connection with someone first before they get intimate. She did not cut him off, you guys. I have to say something. I'm raising my hand. Yes. Pro tip. If a man is this angry with you, if you inadvertently cut him off, I feel like that is a huge red flag in my opinion. Like the the cutting off is real bad. Like if you're Lindsay and you're cutting Mark the shark off all the time in a very annoying way, that's one thing. Yeah. But to, to just know each other three days and miss, you know, even if she did cut him off, let's just say she did. Like it was clearly not intentional. Not at all. She for him to be angry about it. That would bother me. That would bother me. We see the clip, but she's, like, literally waiting for him to finish speaking. And then she goes, well, for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, he was done mm-hmm. talking. And he, like, looked at her. So it seemed like he was deflecting, like, hey, you take the rest. Mm-hmm. Like, you assure them. She did not that, cut him off. That would really, really worry me. Because yeah. I feel like there's some masculine insecurity there. Yeah. Yep. And he kept telling her that he was there. So he knows that she did cut him off. And if he said it happened, then it happened. So she needs to apologize. And, yeah, and he's doubling down. Second yeah. red flag. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she tells the cameras, I'm not going to apologize if I feel in my heart that I did not do that. Could not agree more. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. She needs to set this boundary now. Yeah. And I think that's what she's doing. Yeah. And she feels she's that his tone towards her is very disrespectful, rude, and he was loud. She's very upset, hurt, and she doesn't tolerate disrespect. That I'm like, yes, do not. Wait a minute. When did he get loud? Was this on the balcony and we didn't fucking see it again? We're not seeing any of the good stuff. Where are these producers? Where are the experts? <laughs> We're supposed to be, where, where are the prison camps? Oh, yeah, because they're not home. Yeah, they're at a we, we need those hotel rooms pre-rigged up with the prison camps. Yeah. Because we can't miss shit like this. This is important. I, it, it was just, it's going south. That's all it's I going know. South. Yeah, slow motion. And she feels like she can't have a civil conversation with him. And she doesn't want to be in the same room as him, let alone in that marriage. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was, it was intense. She got yeah. a real bad vibe off of him, and I get it. Yeah. So later that night, they have a romantic dinner by the water. You mean the poorly lit dinner? <laughs> yes, the poorly lit dinner party. Uh, liner dinner. Guys, I the can't po- speak. I'm the in poor liner. The poor liner. The liner. <laughs> so Michael is hoping that things get better between them. He asks her if she has any expectations of him, and she says, if I'm being honest, I expect you to t- talk to me respectfully. That's not too hard. Not a tall order. Not a tall order. Not as complicated as her coffee order. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they start rehashing the boat incident and her not calling him off, but mm. him insisting she did, and her saying, sorry you felt that way. And he says, that's not an apology, which to be fair is kind of not. not. It's not. But in this instance, she did not do that. Mm-hmm. So she's justified to say, I'm sorry you felt that I did that to you. I did not. Yes. Yes. I don't know how I would have played this. I was thinking about this. I might have said something like, look, I don't think I cut you off. If I did, yeah. it was not intentional. And I apologize. Perfect. Like, maybe I would have said that. Yeah, I think that that... But she's doubling down as well. She's like, But I no. would I would be so secretly angry. Like, I would carry resentment about it. Because oh, totally. I would be apologizing would be... for something I didn't do. Yeah, I would be like, I'm apologizing. And then I would bring that up in a later argument. I'm like, oh, and I even apologize to you that... when I knew I wasn't wrong. I saw the clip. Yep. You know how guys have a spank bank? We have a bitch bank. That's yeah. going in the bitch bank. Yep. And it will come out again. A hundred percent. Remember that time on our honeymoon? Yep. <laughs> I apologized to you. And I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. And this mm-hmm. is like 20 years in. Yep. And he's like, I'm sorry you felt that way. It's more like it's the type of thing that's not an actual apology. And I'm like, dude, she has nothing to apologize for. I know. It and was I was really like, dumb. am I taking crazy pills? Like, I just felt like I was going insane. Like, did I miss something? And I would play the clip back. And I'm like, no, he's losing his mind. Yes. And then she yep. flat out just says, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm sorry I cut you off. Because she doesn't feel she cut him off. And she did yep. not. Yep. So she's not going to apologize the way he wants her to apologize. He says they are talking in circles and they will need to have to agree to disagree, basically. Oh, God, so that's she tells, the worst statement ever. I, I hate that so much. So she mm-hmm. tells producers, I don't think I cut him off. Cut to him telling producers, in my head, I think she did cut me off. <laughs> He's um, not sure anymore. <laughs> Leslie, if only we had some kind of footage of this. If only. Like, if mm-hmm. only... Come on, producers, play this for him. Yeah. Jesus, roll that tape. Exactly. This is the kind of stuff that they play at tell-all, so they're like, oh, see, mm-hmm. see. That's true. That's true. They're saving that. He does say that moving forward, if anything were to happen again, which it will, however she chooses to apologize, he will accept it. He's putting the blame back on her and yeah. trying to yep. come off as the bigger person. Dude, you're wrong. Yep. End of sentence. You're, yep. you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Of course she doesn't buy it. She laughs, and he's bothered by her laughing and saying that next time he will stop her in the moment and point out how fucked up she's being. No, <laughs> no, wrong approach, dude. Wrong approach. And then he apologizes for being aggressive, abrasive, and condescending and says it's something he's working on. Oh, dear God. He promises to work on it immediately when they get back to Boston. So while in Puerto Rico, he's still <laughs> going to be a dick huge bag. Dick. <laughs> huge dick bag. Because yes. this is Vacation Mike. And Vacation Mike gives zero <laughs> fucks about other people's feelings. Very different than Vacation Amy, who's just getting trashed on cheap wine and spending yeah. way too much money. Vacation Very Amy is just like, when am I going to Disney? That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Even in Paris, I'm like, let's go to Disney. Really? I went to Paris. You Disney. love yeah. Disney. I, I cannot relate to this. I'm a Disney hater. I love I love Eeyore because he's so sad and depressed and I always wanted to cheer him up it's kind of like religion 
Like, when I look at people who are super religious, I'm like, I don't hate you for being super religious. I actually envy you, and I wish I could be that way. Yes. That's how I feel about Disney. I Disney wish I could love religion. the Disney magic, but I can't. Listen, and I love Warner Brothers. There used to be in Times Square, because this is I'm dating myself. I'm old, guys. I'm going to be older tomorrow. Ah! So, anyways, they used is to be your birthday Warner- tomorrow? Yes, it is. The same as Bob Marley. Oh. <laughs> February wow. 6th, yeah. Okay. So um, there used to be a Warner Brothers store in Times Square, and it was like Looney Tunes. It. And mm-hmm. I loved going in there, and they closed it, and it's like, there's no yep. Looney Tunes thing. The only thing that has Bugs Bunny is really Six Flags, and I don't really go there. Yeah, no. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I did take my kids to Disney when they were little, but it was super expensive. It's expensive. It yeah. was like the hottest May on record in Florida. Both of my kids were in bed with heat stroke the day we were <gasps> leaving. Oh. It was real bad. It's real bad. See, I think the reason why I love Disney so much is because as a kid, we couldn't afford to go, and I could never go, and I only went as an adult, and I was like, now I could afford to go to Disney, so now I'm like, I'm going as much as I can. Do you remember, like, at the end of every big football game, they'd be like, what are you doing now? I'm going to Disneyland. Like, going to Disneyland was a thing when we were kids. We didn't go until I was, like, maybe 12, and then we stayed at, like, a cheap property off of Disney, yeah, (laughs) like a Holiday Inn. Yeah. But it was fine. You know, we ate pizza almost every night. It was I okay. I think they might still do that because the last time I saw that was when the Giants won the Super Bowl and they asked Eli Manning and he was like, I'm going to Disney World. And I was Aww, like, yeah. That's cute. That's so, yeah. cute. Go Bengals. Anyways, <laughs> that's uh, next week. <laughs> I was an Eagles fan, so we don't have much to, you know, we've, we've won one Super Bowl in the last like 30 years. I'm a so. Giants fan, but you know, the Bengals, they're like the underdogs. Yeah, so I always like, I, I always root for the underdog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so are we done with Jasmine and Michael? Yep, we are. Okay, let's move on to our faves. Steve and Noy, and I have a lot to talk about with Steve later. Okay. So our favorite couple, (laughs) saying are, I don't even know if they're your favorite couple. They're my- I like Sriracha. (laughs) That's a Sriracha. So our favorite couple wakes up, and Steve's telling Noy he can't lip, he can lip kiss her without brushing teeth, but no tongue action. Who makes out in the morning? Ew, no. No. Unless it's like a one night stand and you're still kind of drunk and you're going to bang again in the morning. Would you make out in the morning with Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi? Um, A hundred percent. Okay. So there you go. All right. Problem solved. (laughs) Point taken. So Noi tells the camera they haven't had sex yet, but she feels like it's going to happen soon. Then we see them eating breakfast and he's like, you know what I love? I love to find, he just has this like calm energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I love? Like, I love to find a camping spot on the beach, and you could wake up, and you're just, like, at the ocean. And she's like, no, I don't really <laughs> like camping. No, 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 no. She's like, I like a shower. I like a bathroom. And he's telling the camera, like, these adventures are a big part of who he is, and he wants to share them with his wife. So they're just fishing for conflict at this point. Yeah, but they could always compromise and go, go camping, you know? Let's they have, like, 100% a could. 100%. Mm-hmm. Or get get an airstream and mm-hmm. stay in that. You know, whatever. Later they have a picnic and Steve tells her it's good that things are progressing quickly for them. And then they talk about pooping and I'm not even covering it because it's <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, gross. So Noy says the producer Noy says to Steve, the producers were asking me if I was having feelings for you. And I told them that I was, and Steve goes, Thank you. Yeah. That's nice to hear. Now, I know people this has happened to in real life. Mm-hmm. I love you. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, I've gotten... I'm Ooh. not there yet. 
Oof. <laughs> I will tell you a secret. I was a I'm not there yet person. Yeah. But I really wasn't there yet. <laughs> well, that's fair. But, yes. See, the thing is that I'm an I love you slut. Like, you just say you love me. I'm like, I love you yeah. too. Or like, I, I just nor- love, I, love. I'm I Darcy. normally I love, am love. too. I normally am too. But when... <laughs> When I was coming out of my divorce, like, I was just really gun-shy. Like, really yeah. just, eh. I love love. I love love. I love love. Manifest it. Stand in your power. Stand in my power. I love love. <laughs> so, she gets annoyed by this, and he says, look, we both agree we have strong feelings for one another. Like, he's not, he's giving her something. He's not giving her everything, mm-hmm. but he's also not giving her nothing. You know what I mean? He's like, look, I'm go, like, I'm getting there. I'm it's just been not there three yet. Three days, you guys. Three yes, days. It's been three days. And he keeps saying, it's been three days. Yeah. Okay, at their poorly lit doomsday dinner, uh, Steve <laughs> and Noy talk about how their intimacy and emotional connection is right where it should be. Steve brings up that she may have, you may have been disappointed in uh, my response to your discussion this morning. Uh, wow, that says, just gave me Jeff Goldblum vibes. Do that again. Yeah, that, that was, was kind of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so he, he says, Look, it's only been three days, but uh, I'm moving in that direction. Uh, dude, why don't I go smoke a J? Oh, and then hot. he <laughs> says, we really need to get to know one another. And Noi brings up that. Okay, so when they were on the boat, they played Never Have I Ever. Terrible decision. Why did they do this? Terrible decision. Why? Uh, Steve mentioned that he cheated on someone. I had real Rachel and Jose vibes from this. Mm-hmm. By the way, their divorce is final. <gasps> She has broken free of the living whiteboard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she says, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I also cheated on a partner. And they talk about it. And she says she was like 18 or 19. Guys, do not hold people responsible for the shit they do when they're 18 or 19. That doesn't count. Come on. That doesn't count. Unless you murder someone. Mm -hmm. 18 and 19 are like, they're just years that go away in a void somewhere. Nobody judges anybody. I mean, at 18 or 19, I was at Warped Tour, like, dyeing my hair black and piercing (laughs) my lip. Like, that's what I was doing. Um, I was probably being, oh, I was nerding out as an English major slash poetry concentration in college and lusting after English professors. I was lusting after Cyrus from um, Newfound Glory, the drummer. Okay. I had the biggest crush on him, and then I wrote him a note, and I gave it to him. I was, like, 17, and he was, like, in his 20s. What was wrong with me? I apologize. So yeah, there, there was a lot of that in our our youth of uh, <laughs> men just being really inappropriate ages yeah. and liking us. Yeah. So she says she's not proud of it. And Steve's like, well, my situation's kind of the same. It was my first long term girlfriend and I really hurt her. And it was really hard for me to watch that. So he's like, you know, I really learned from it. And he's like, it seems like you did, too. So this is a nothing burger. And we all agree mm-hmm. later. They're swimming and making out in the pool. Yeah. Now, like lifting I, her in the water. I will admit, I love, I love a good pool makeout session. <laughs> Don't you? I can't swim, so no, water terrifies <gasps> me. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it's a motorcycle. Somebody's coming to get you. <laughs> Woo! Mark that down. Over here, boys. Over here. <laughs> um, I love a good pool makeout session. There's something about it. What if you were in water that you could stand in? Like three foot water. I could drown in that. <laughs> I don't take baths because I'm scared I'm going to drown. Like slip and drown. 
Like, okay. it's a real phobia of mine. Okay. Okay, right. I had behavioral issues as a child, and so the only way I would have tantrums, we didn't know at the time there was mental illness. <laughs> so my mom didn't know what to do with me, and spanking wasn't working, so she would put me in the tub and pour buckets of cold water over my head. To try to get you to calm down? To calm down. That's why I'm terrified oh, of water. Wow. That reminds me of, like... Something somebody would do like in an old detective movie, like you slap the shit out of somebody when they're yeah. acting crazy. I got waterboarded. Just them with water. Let's look up waterboarded. Yeah, I was. <laughs> All right. Um, so they're making out in the pool. It's hot. And Steve likes her a lot. He's kissing her neck. Da, da, da. Bug flies into his eye and he's attacked and I feel seen. <laughs> These fucking bugs, they have no respect for anything. Okay, like not. here's a nice moment and this goddamn bug... Has to ruin it. Well, the bug is Puerto Rican. It's like, hey. <laughs> hey, guys. Over hey, here. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't seen any coquis. They're like these little <laughs> little frogs. That, and they go, coquis, coquis. They're so cute. Oh, They're only in Puerto Rico. Cute. I don't know why we haven't seen any of them there. I don't know. I could use some of those, though. I'd like to see those. So they just are making out. And I just wrote, they're totally banging tonight. Totally mm-hmm. banging tonight. Now we see her telling the camera, and she's crying because she says she feels so grateful because she fell in love once before, never thought it would happen again. But she feels like it's happening again, but he doesn't know that yet. I love her. I love her. Protect her at all costs. Okay. So now I'm going to cover the boat trip. There's okay. the girls the girls part of it and the boys part of it. I'll cover the girls part of it because I like to talk about Jodie Foster. Yeah, Full and I'll cover the boys. <laughs> And your boy O, you got to talk about your boy O. So um, basically when they're going out, so Dr. Pepper appears. I don't know. This is clearly like a kidnapping video where she's (laughs) like holding today's paper and she's announcing that they're on a catamaran catamaran trip, which is real weird. Mm -hmm. So we see her do that. And then they're all going out to this island and they're talking about who banged. And basically it's only Lindsay. Like, mm-hmm. that's who we see. And then we have the infamous Jasmine and Michael cut off, didn't cut off situation. Yeah. So now the girls are chilling on the catamaran because they've arrived to where they're going. And Noi tells them she's fall- slowly falling in love with Steve. And she recounts how she told him this. And he said, thank you. And everybody's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jody Foster asks Alyssa, hey, how did your night go? <laughs> <laughs> And guys, April Ludgate does not want to talk about it. She's like, I just want to move on. Please move on to something else. Let me say something about Alyssa. I was trying to be nice about her. Mm-hmm. I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm coming for her later. Because she is a awful. monster. She's a monster. Okay. So Lindsay tells them that her and Mark are like peas and carrots. And she would never pick him up at a bar. But she really likes him. And then they start talking about the incident on the plane. Mm-hmm. All right. So Lindsay says, what you guys don't realize is I was triggered by what happened because of an ex who used to get violent. Now, I agree with Katina here. Last week, I gave Katina a little bit of shit for coming so hard for Le- for Lindsay. But I agree with her yeah. here because she's hearing that Lindsay's trying to turn this around. Yeah. And she's like, wait just a second. Do you not realize that you did this to yourself? Like, you triggered yourself. Yeah. 
tensions get really high and Katina tells the camera she can't ignore this anymore. Like she and Olajuwon agreed for her not to say anything, but she just can't keep her mouth quiet. Then she reads Jody Phil Jody Foster for filth. She mm-hmm. says, I don't care what happened to you in your childhood when you were five, six, eight, you are thirty five years old and you need to grow up and work on your shit. Mm-hmm. And then she says, when you get liquored, don't pass that on to other people. You are way too old for that. He would not have that reaction if you didn't keep poking him. You poke people, and when you get a reaction, you play the victim. Boom! Yeah. Mic drop. She's 100% right. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Just because I like Lindsay and I kind of understand where she's coming from doesn't mean I excuse her behavior. Yeah. She needed to hear this. Because that's Listen, 100% what she does. Last season, I was right or die from Michaela, and I admitted when she was wrong. So yes. I totally yes. get it. Yep. So, um, okay. Jodie Foster says, wow, that's really rude. And Katina's <laughs> like, I, look, I think you have kindness in you, but you do some sneaky, shady shit on the side. Yeah. And then Jodie Foster says, opinions are like assholes and everyone has one and everyone thinks theirs doesn't stink. Okay, that was an <laughs> odd choice. And Katina runs away. Not runs away, but she just, you know, leaves. She leaves. She's like, I can't deal with her. And her minion, Alyssa, runs right after her. <laughs> so Jasmina tries to break this down for Jodie Foster. She's like, you're just too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Jodie Foster tells the camera, it's important that we remember being vulnerable and open is a sign of courage and you should never judge someone's experience. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote, Katina is right here. Now, I want to say something else. On the Rudy Huxtable show, Mm -hmm. Katina and Jodie Foster were both on. Oh, okay. And this came up again. Now Jodie Foster was trying to change this to be like, well, actually, what I didn't say is that I was triggered by you, Katina. Because you, you know, pumped up and you were coming after me. So they go at it a little bit. And Rudy Huxtable steps in. I'm really starting to like her as the host of the show. Okay. She steps in and she's like, look, I think you need to understand the context of being a black man and being a black woman in America. Mm. She's like, what Katina is not saying to you is as a white woman... If you're saying you're scared of a black man in public or you want to fight him in public, you are potentially putting him in harm's way in a very real way. And Katina came for you because of that. And to Jodie Foster's credit, she was like, I get that. Like, I get that. I understand. That's amazing. Oh, I need to watch that episode. Because that's what we were not saying. And if they said it, they edit that out because they just want the conflict. They don't want rationale. Like when Zach left Michaela in the middle of the night, why it was so scary. It's like he's a black man in the South, like in the middle of the night in a nice car. Like this is scary. Yep. A hundred percent. And I have to admit, like, as a white woman, I did not see it through that lens. That was I just a real saw it teaching as white moment. lady tears. I was like, oh, please. Yes. But it was a real teaching moment for me and I think for a lot of other people. We were kind of like, oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's hard for for Olajuwon and Katina to divorce the idea of, of being a person of color from that situation. And I mean, this is Black History Month and not mm-hmm. to be a doubter, but Emmett Till 
you know, mm-hmm. this is a famous case. He was murdered brutally for yep. quote unquote whistling at a white lady. And then it yep. turns out that he didn't even do that. Yes. So it's like, it's kind of that. We have a history of that in this country. Yep, 100%. So I really like that she did that on the after show. I thought that was really That was good. good. I like that. Okay, so what are the boys up to? So the boys, the guys are on the beach. They're sitting like on a surfboard. And Steve is telling the guys that Noy said she can see herself falling in love with him. And of course, he didn't say it back. And he admits <laughs> it scared him. <laughs> because, guys, the wedding was just a few days ago. <laughs> right. And they were moving at a rapid pace. And he tells the guys that he told her he's glad she expressed it, but that he's not there yet, and that presented a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. So then Michael asks, how do you find the balance between going with the flow and not putting the pressure, you know, not feeding into the pressure of going too fast? Yeah. And he admits he's not going with the flow and is creating things that aren't even there. And then Steve tells him he needs to pull back a little because Michael's saying, like, look, I'm creating conflict for myself. Like, I don't know. How are you keeping it straight? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Michael's like, I'm a nightmare over I'm here. A nightmare. <laughs> he's like, well, pull back a little. Yeah. And he's able so that he could realize he's creating something out of nothing. So he needs to be a little more subjective. Yeah. They turn to, oh, Olajuwon. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, and boy. that's how things are going with him. And he reveals that he purposely took Atina to the gym. Because we do see them going to the gym. having She's miserable during that workout. I would be too. It's not good. We'll, we'll get there. To push her to speak up. I'm like, why are you testing her? This He's is testing so annoying. Her. He's testing her and it's gross. And he did these hard-ass exercises that he knew would bother him, seeing her struggle with them, that she would not enjoy it and that would piss her off. And he wanted to see that and be Mm -hmm. annoyed by it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. He wanted to press buttons, and apparently he passed a weird-ass test because she told him, like, I'm not comfortable with it, and she spoke up for herself, and he loved that. Mm -hmm. So their Mm -hmm. relationship is somehow real, according to him. I know. They mocked the shock, tells the fellas that things have been interesting. The wedding was a lot, and then the airplane incident, and it made him take a step back and realize that it's not what he likes, you know? Yeah, yep, yep. He better get used to cleaning up her messes. Yeah, and he feels mm-hmm. nothing really triggered that outburst, and he had to reel her in. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'll reel her in once or twice, but at some point, you got to stop doing that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, there's only so much he could do. Like, he's not her keeper. He should not have to be in there reeling her in every single time she flies off the handle. I agree. I had, like, I used to work an office job at a television station, and my counterpart was, like, I was maybe 25 at the time, and my counterpart was, like, 45, 50 years old, like an older man. Mm-hmm. And I screwed something up and cost the station a lot of money. Like, I just <gasps> transposed some numbers. And it happened a few times. And I was just Ooh. like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. And he said to me, stop saying you're sorry and just stop doing it. Yeah. And I never had somebody put it that way to me before. And I was kind of like, you know what? He's right. Like, I need to take that apologetic energy and put it into prevention. Yeah. Yes. That is so right. Yep. And it's so funny because I kept saying, like, I kept saying, he's her partner, not her babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You shouldn't need to handle her. Because that's another thing. It's like, because it's going to get to the point where it's like, dude, handle your woman. Oh, I do not like that either. No. Mm -mm. Oh, no, 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 no. So that's why it's like, you're both adults. She needs Mm -hmm. to know, okay, Mm -hmm. honey, that was uncalled for. 
Mm-hmm. Please stop did you, doing did this. Did you watch Single Life Tell All by any chance? Not yet. I haven't watched okay. it yet. Oh. Tim Tim yells about Jennifer Fur. Get your <laughs> get. Her, can someone get a muzzle on her? <gasps> oh, and no. you know how much I hate Jesse, a Bond yeah. villain, the poorest Bond villain. <laughs> but he was like, dude, I let my woman talk when she wants. Like I don't. I have no control over her. She is her own person. How can you hate Jesse? He's like a luxury expert. Luxury. <laughs> luxury. Luxury nomad. Jesus Christ. Okay, so then O asked to to mock the shock. Do you think her energy will tire you out? And he says, he takes a beat, and then he says, it's a lot for me. <laughs> so it's a lot Steve for is, us, Mark. <laughs> it's a lot for us to handle. So Steve is like, so it sounds like if this continues to happen, this will become a deal breaker. And it's mm. kind of like, yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's the guys. Okay. Now, guys, just real quick, they're on their way back from the island, and they're all together, and they're playing this Never Have I Ever. Oh, God, why? Uh, <laughs> so, with, okay, so Jasmina realized, so here's some of the highlights. Jasmina reveals she got arrested in high school for fighting, and I believe this. I believe yeah. she can kill a bitch if she wanted yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I love how Elijah one was like, did you win, though? <laughs> I know. So, like, the game kind of takes its own natural, you know, like, it it starts to fizzle out as they're approaching the shore. And Olajuwon starts, like, really getting hyped up and yelling, we have time for one more. We have time for one more. He clearly wants to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, everyone's like, I don't know, we can't think of anything, whatever. And he goes, I'll say it. Has anyone ever slept with someone in the same family? What the hell? Where does that come from? How is that That's a common thing? That's real specific. <laughs> real specific. So I wrote, clearly this is a way for him to tell the story about how he fucked some girl and her mother, and it's just gross. Disgusting. So he reveals that he slept with a girl, and then he slept with her mother, and he called in to the Rudy Huxtable show, and it got even more disgusting. He called in on Katina's phone, which, by the way, when she called him, she's like, I'll call him and see if we can get an answer. And she called him and he picked up and he goes, what's up, love? Or something (gasps) like that. So they might still be together because that was later. That's filmed like currently. Yeah. So um, he tells the story like, I don't know. It was like a revenge thing. He slept with this girl and or he slept with the mother and the mother taught him all these things and then he taught the girl the things the mother taught him it was so gross i just didn't even want to hear it so everyone else is like okay noise face was priceless (laughs) she was just like what then O says if your spouse asked you to have a threesome would you do it most of them say no but O says oh i guess it's off the table right right and he's looking to katina Katina's like, uh, it's off the table. And then O says, if you offered me another woman, why, why would I turn that down? I can't with him. I can't with him. Yeah. Yeah. He can shit talk. I like him. I, I've said this before. Mm-hmm. I like him. But he can shit talk Lindsay all he wants. He has the similar energy to her. That's Isaac popping out. Yes. A hundred percent. Isaac and Lindsay would be like, mm-hmm. that would be like two positives making a negative. Like they would just blow each other up. Mutually assured <laughs> destruction. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Katina and Olajuwon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, we're back. Go ahead, Leslie. Alright, so our boy O is happy to wake up next to his hot wife because she <laughs> smiles the moment she sees him and he she doesn't even hot. have to prompt her to do it. She's hot. <laughs> She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She just does it without realizing it. Like she looks at him and she smiles. Oh my gosh. So he asks her if he did better last night with the cuddling and she says, Hell no, but it's okay. He's a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> So he wants to know what he needs to work on because apparently he doesn't even touch her. He just like rolls over. This gets gross, guys. Trigger warning. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, she just wants him to spoon her and she'll be the little spoon. He can be the big spoon. Mm -hmm. Then we get the awkward moment of them attempting to cuddle and he complains that her body is super hot and she says mm-hmm. he just sweats too much. These two need to quit cuddling. Like Yeah, she ew. she tells the camera he like sweats like he needs to go to a doctor. Yeah, so apparently he sweats Ugh. so much that Katina Ugh. thinks he needs to see a doctor get Botox injections <laughs> under his arms. You know who did that? Who? Who did that? The guy from Love is Blind, Cameron. No, not Cameron. Hmm. Damien. Damien. The guy who was terrible to Gigi or whatever her name was. Oh, yeah. And he brought a date to the reunion. Oh, he God. was talking about that, how he got Botox under his I okay. looked into that at one point because I was like, I'm over sweating and everything. I just had to change deodorants and that worked itself out. Timmy and I both agreed we we're just going to slow motion fall apart <laughs> and accept each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm guessing like, okay, so this sweat might not smell good because mm. it could be overactive gland or... Too much dairy in his diet. So it could be that. Or too much uh, pump and iron at the gym. Is he on steroids? <laughs> I don't, his mood switches so quickly. I don't know what's happening. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, we did not. I did not know. Yes. It's, so, it's yes. just protein bars and shakes, guys. That's, <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. So Katina and Olajuwon go to the gym together. And Katina tells producer she's still holding back a bit. She's not ready to fully let herself go because mm-hmm. at some point he could decide he doesn't like her. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you're so hot. How can you have this, you know, insecurity? <laughs> I know. Like I know. Us mere mortals should think this way. But when hot people are insecure, I just don't get it. I don't get I it. Just but don't it, get it makes it. them more human because yes. it's like, you know, yes. hot people have yes. problems too. That's true. That's right. <laughs> So we get scenes of them working out, lifting weight, doing burpees, and other gym stuff that I would never do. And, of course, she's struggling a bit, and he doesn't want her smiling. He wants her to take this seriously, because this is his element. Oh, it's so weird. It's and Katina so... tells producers, ugh. calm down. 
Did you Where did say, this come from? Did you just say perlusers? Perlusers? <laughs> like perlusers? Perlusers. <laughs> I think it was the biggest loser in my mind. <laughs> I love that show. It's so, it was so bad. It's so problematic. It's yes. so problematic and so unhealthy. Yes. And people yes. got yes. massive eating disorders. But I used to love that show. Um, so yeah, so she's like, calm down. Where did this come from? So throughout the workout session, he is pushing her. And she's even complaining that he may be putting too much weight on her because it's like he's just passing on weights. Like, here's yeah. the barbell. Do this, yeah. do this. Yeah. Oh, I would be like, dead. Squeeze your abs. Squeeze I would your be abs. Dead. I would never survive this training session. This is something. Having to deal with this on my honeymoon is a page right out of hell. You shouldn't work out during, like, a vacation unless no. you're, like, an Olympic no. athlete. No. Mm-mm. If you're the person who goes on vacation and looks for the gym in your hotel, I don't want to know you. Listen, for a time, there was that time in my life where I was nope. exercise bulimic, and nope. I did do that, and it was problematic. It, yes. I was like, wow, I have a problem. I need to yes. calm down. Like, yes. I full-on had a meltdown crying fit because there was no access to the gym in the mm-hmm. hotel while mm-hmm. I was on vacation. Yeah, that was an issue. Mm -mm. Thank God I'm over that. (laughs) My parents used to do that when I was a kid when they were still married. Like they would, we would go on vacation. They would like go running. Like running from their problems. What the fuck is (laughs) exactly? (laughs) Nope. And he's like, if you don't complete this right, like he had like this whole thing. And he was like, like, you know what? He reminded me of. He's gonna take off his ring (laughs) if she doesn't do this right. No, he reminded me of. like a Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, Jillian Michaels in The Biggest yes. Loser, basically. Yes. She's problematic, too. Yes. I was like, what the fuck? Calm down, dude. Those were my mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. He even got stern with her, telling her to get real and stop giving up. I would not handle that type of alpha male drill surgeon, uh, sergeant thing. I would not handle that kind of training. I would not handle it well either. I've never had a fi- uh, personal trainer for that same reason. Even when they come, like, when you sign up for a gym, you get, like, a free yeah. session. I'm like, no, because I don't want yeah. someone yelling at me because I'm going to no. punch you in the face. No. <laughs> I don't respond well to that. I don't either because I, I would start crying or punch you in the face. There's just two modes with me. There's no yes. between. Yes. <laughs> And, like, I know my limits. I have shoulder injuries. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. need you screaming mm-hmm. in my face. Mm-mm. Like, this is why I'm not in the military. As we discussed, going to the gym as a fat person is traumatic to begin with. I don't need someone yelling at me. No, thank nope. you. Mm-mm. So, Katina was not having it. She straight up told him, I don't like this. And he says, it's not about what you like. Ugh. So then he tells producers that he has a strong personality and has she dated someone like him. And so she's telling producers if she dated someone like him in her 20s, this would yeah. not fly. It would nope. be an issue. Yeah. And I'm just like, it should be an issue now. You're married it should to be an dude. issue now. Yeah. Like your standards should get higher as you get older. Yeah. Not, not lower. lower. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm depreciating value because I'm a woman. I'm getting older. Right. So let me just exactly. put up with all this bullshit. Like I'm pretty much like once I'm once, you know, if Timmy dies before me, God forbid, I'm like, eh, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Because there's no <laughs> shit I could put up with anymore. <laughs> That's the thing. After a certain age, you're like set in your ways. Yes. And you don't want to like yes. compromise. No. What's she that? needs to set that bar higher. Do they so, have their Do they have their dinner? Okay, so we later see the couples on those tour buses, and they're off yeah. to some sort of adventure thing or whatever. Okay. 
Um, and so this is when they go, they have like a dinner, but it's like earlier or something. Oh, okay. So then last week we know about the, the fallout with Lindsay and oh, and he yes. didn't need Lindsay to apologize. He said he received the DM from her though, apologizing. Yes. So he's not yes. going to dwell on the drama from the last mm-hmm. episode, which we, we were there for, even though mm-hmm. we kind of didn't see the whole blowout, just the after. Yeah. Thanks a lot production. Yeah. So then they go mm-hmm. on the catamaran, whatever. Later on, on the boat, for some reason, that trope that we get mm-hmm. about that, <laughs> have I ever, never, whatever, whatever never that game that. is, nobody should be playing that game over the age no. of twenty-one. Stop no. it. They go around, and of course, our boy Isaac makes an appearance. Of course, he did. His stories did. do. So yep. in his Isaac days, so this is going back to what Amy was talking about. He slept with a mom and daughter at different times. Don't be gross. Different, different times, times. Different times. Him knowing that they were mother and daughter. It was yeah. a beautiful experience, yeah. according and to And like him. I said on the after show, he kind of made it seem like it was a revenge thing. And I'm just not into that. Then he keeps talking about him being cool with threesomes, even yep. as a married man. If Katina were up for it, spoiler alert, she's not. I he'd have be something down. to say, though. I have something to say. Mm-hmm. I feel like Katina might get there. <laughs> I feel Don't you like get that vibe from might... her? Like, I think she could. I feel like she would do anything for him. It's getting to that yeah, point. Yeah. Like she's putting she, up with too much. I think she could get there. I think she's freaky deaky in bed. I think she's real sexy. But she's and I like, think I don't want to share there. my man. I don't want to. Well, she doesn't yet, but give her a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on day four, Katina and Orr are out and about, and Katina wants to speak to him about what happened on the boat, the whole you know, three something. She talks about the issue with Lindsay that she brought up on the plane incident. That played that she played the victim. She tells oh, um, that her own husband like came over to apologize. She was dry, drinking on the plane and blah blah blah. So he tells her not to give her energy. This is about mm-hmm. their marriage. Let's move mm-hmm. forward. And I like that he's defeating the situation because he could keep ramping it up. You know, he. I feel like when he's Isaac, he's an idiot. When yeah. he's Olajuwon, he's pretty mature. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that weird? Because at one point, he's like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, he didn't want to go back yeah. to his Isaac days. I'm like, what? Yep. You were just boasting about him on the boat. What are you we talking about? We just saw him on the boat. Exactly. That was Isaac and Katina. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. So, of course, he tells producer he knows he's married the right woman because he wasn't even there. And she was defending him. Mm-hmm. Cut back to Katina bringing up the never have I ever escapades. Mm-hmm. He says Isaac mm-hmm. was just really immature and did whatever he wanted. Didn't really want to go too deep into that. However, he was cool with boasting about it in front of everyone the day before. But let's not talk mm-hmm. about that one on one. Okay, moving on. But Katina is a damn liar saying those stories didn't bother her. She's like, oh, that doesn't bother me. Yes, yep. it does. Yes, it does. And that's yes, okay it that it does. Yeah. Because that's how he treated women. Yeah. And that's okay to be grossed out by that. And even the whole thing about him, like, suggesting a threesome, that doesn't bother her. I mean, yeah, like, she's not going to do it, but, you know, she's claiming Mm -hmm. it. She's fine with him saying that it's not going to happen because she doesn't want to share her man, whatever. Right. Right. Whatever. So he claims Isaac is in the past. He's happy with just having her. That's what he assures her. She's easy to talk to. She's vulnerable. And he's never been vulnerable with anyone. No. He found his queen, and he even deleted his Instagram. Which I checked, and it's it exists again. <laughs> <laughs> he only has, like, he's only following, like, 50 people and has, okay. like, 100 followers. So I don't, and it's not public. Okay. But it's there again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like... him because there's a link tree where you could, like, book his appearances. So Jesus it's oh, definitely him. 
I don't know, but it's definitely him. Mm-hmm. But then he ta- he's telling her, like, that he's so into her. Like, this is so different for him because they haven't even had sex. And he still wants to look at her and talk to yes. her as a person. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then I started thinking, like, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk. Because then they start yes. talking about sex. Yes. And she's like, she wants a man who knows how to work his body. But he goes on this whole thing about how he's done this whole like um physical things i was like oh yeah he's like a total olivia newton john let's get physical that was all him back in the day (laughs) and he's not just about getting physical and all the sexual part and then he tells producers that he wants to really know his wife he wants to be able to look at her and know something is wrong with his wife okay "Okay." guys one thing i wouldn't worry about olajuwon is his sexual prowess i think he's gonna be a-okay yeah. <laughs> I think the sexual my... chemistry is going to be yeah. fine. That's just my gut instinct. <laughs> so back in their honeymoon suite, O has like rose petals sprawled on the bed in the so shape of sweet. a heart. Mm-hmm. And the letters K and D, that stand for Katina Dickerson, her married name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, aww. And I'm thinking, he's trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. And he claims that she's his guardian angel. And although others have failed her in the past, he promises that he's going to be the best husband. Honest, truthful, protector. They pop some champagne and he gets all teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just singing her praises. And I'm just yep. like, oh, wow. He massages yep. her feet, you guys. <laughs> and tells producers, to me, and then Katina's like, to me, He's sweet to other people. He might be sour, but he's so nice and kind to me. And I'm like, that yeah. is what matters at the end of the day. That is what nice matters. to you. Yep. So you know they're going to bone. They're going to bone town. They did not bone. I have <gasps> an update. What? Katina revealed on the Rudy Huxtable show, they did not bang that night. Wow. Yeah, but they were, said, it looked like they were about it, to. It looked like it. And she said that this is what she's saying. You know, yeah. we don't know if it's true. She said they kicked the crew out and they just kind of laid there in their feelings and had that moment together. Aww. So. Well, anyway, that's disappointing. I know. So then it's funny because she brings up the thing like, remember when you said at our wedding that if you could redo those past 10 years of fucking all those bitches, that you would do it again so you could meet me? (laughs) Well, me too. I would bang a bunch of stupid dudes just to get to this moment. Yes. I wonder if she she banged Isaac. And she just cried. She was, like, crying as she's talking she to was. producers. She really was. And she says she feels happy. And it's just everything she's dreamed of. I think and they're going to make it. Yeah. And O says they have genuine black love. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. I, I think like, they're going to make it. So sweet. We're going to make it after all. They're I gonna hope make it. so. They're going to make it. But, yeah, that's them. Now to somebody who's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and Alyssa, let me just say something. Alyssa's a monster. Mm-hmm. She's a spoiled fucking brat. I do not appreciate in these married at first sight groups that people are attacking her looks. I will not attack her looks. I nope. think there's so much more to attack. Mm-hmm. Than there's nothing our, wrong with the way she looks. There's nothing wrong with the way she looks. And there's nothing wrong with the way Chris looks. Neither. Nope. Correct. It's fine. Okay, so we see them waking up, and Chris is like, this sucks. Like, I'm on my honeymoon. I'm waking up alone. And Alyssa says, Alyssa, now we switch to Alyssa, and she goes, this sucks. But I'm trying to be optimistic. Okay, whatever. Fuck you. You're the reason why this sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Alyssa's getting ready for the day, and she tells the camera, she's been dealt a bad hand. How did this happen to me? How did this happen, and why? Why me? 
Guys, I have 15-year-old twin daughters. They don't even act this way. <laughs> Do you notice that she's self-editing? A hundred percent. Because in that process, she's like, the next morning, oh, my God, this sucks. I look at that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like she's trying to edit and be the victim. Like, I can't believe yep. it's not working out. Yep. Chris tells the camera, Alyssa thinks I'm disrespecting her, but she, but I think she views disagreements as disrespect. Mm-hmm. But, Leslie, he hasn't given up hope yet. And I just wrote, dude, give up hope. Cut her loose. So this He's the martyr, be- basically. This may be the first and last time these two ever have a scene together. Chris is telling the camera. It's become apparent that the harder he pushes, the more she pulls away. So they're going to do an activity where they don't have to talk. And that's paddleboarding. So she shows up and she's like, despite everything that's happened, I'm trying to be the bigger person. What? When? What? Okay. Now we see them on boards and Chris keeps falling off the paddleboard, which is totally me and is totally appropriate and completely normal. But she's like kind of shaming him. Yeah. Because she, of course, can stand on the paddleboard. Good for you. So he tells the camera, like, this is nice. She seems fun to be around. They finish the, the paddleboarding and Chris just can't help himself he immediately starts talking about their relationship i'm like dude stop you know it could be that we're not seeing this maybe producers are telling like so now that she's you know you guys are in good terms right now go talk to her about the relationship maybe maybe because it's like why are you doing this to yourself although i will tell you from late i'll I'll get to it i'll save it so he tells he tells her i didn't realize how cool you were and she goes listen we need to appear united right now because no matter how we feel, the experts just didn't do this right. I know. And you could see the look of disappointment on his face. He's like, okay. Then she says, I went to a psychic. And Chris starts <laughs> laughing. And she's like, the psychic said that I would meet my soulmate and he would have an eagle tattoo. <laughs> now I want to tell you something. On the Rudy Huxtable show. Lindsay says, okay, it was Lindsay, Steve, and Katina. Lindsay says that that story was changed for the camera. That originally she had told him that that her soulmate would have a tiger tattoo. And who has a tiger tattoo? Steve. A huge one on his chest. And Steve told us on the Rudy Huxtable show that Noi was so upset over this she was even crying. Because she thought that Alyssa was macking on him. And he was like, hey, 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 everybody. Nobody Mac on me. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, he has a Matthew McConaughey vibe. That's <laughs> it. I nailed it. Um, so, so that's what is really happening. And she changed it for the camera. That's allegedly. Interesting. That's what Lindsay and, and Steve are saying. Allegedly. So we don't know for sure. Um, I want to say, Alyssa, stay the fuck away from Steve. Mm-hmm. Noi. You have my permission to beat the shit out of her if she comes near you. I guess they're all just. So we'll beat the shit out of her. Yep. So Chris. Oh, and Chris tells we the camera. We do not condone violence, by the way. No, we don't. <laughs> Chris tells the camera, look, Lindsay can pick her soulmates however she wants. I just don't subscribe to picking one through a psychic. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You and me both, Chris. Chris and Alyssa meet later to go snooping, which is snorkeling and scuba-ing. Oh, it's scooping. It's called scooping. Scooping. Scooby <laughs> snack. Um, Alyssa looks like she wants to vomit when she sees him. She says, I'll watch you do this from the shore. I'm not doing this. I'm not getting in the water. 
He's trying to be nice to her. He's cracking jokes. And then this bitch tells the camera, this is the first time I'm seeing Chris with his shirt off. And uh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I need to choose my words carefully here. Let's just say he's not my type. And I think that's okay to say. She is such a bitch. But why would you say that? It's awful. Like, bitch, you just did say, like, you just said something So clearly terrible. you want to hurt his feelings because you know that you're telling, you're prefacing this by saying, I do not want to come off as a bitch, but I'm still going to yes. because he's not my type. Yep, what exactly. That was so, like, I have an idea. Why don't you just say nothing, asshole? Don't say just anything. say nothing. Chris gets in the water, and he, he's, like, having a good time. He gets in the water. She, now don't forget, said, I'll watch you from the shore, immediately beelines for the inside for a salad and a Diet Coke. Yeah, she leaves. <laughs> yep. All right, so now we have this weird scene where there's a producer next to her, and he's, like, on the floor. Like, he's probably kneeling down on the floor. Mm -hmm. She's being recorded, but I don't think she knows that she is because, like, the sound isn't right. The camera angle is weird, mm -hmm. and she is completely, like, there are no guardrails on her behavior. She is melting down. Melting down. So she tells the producer, like, I don't want to go scubaing or whatever the hell it is. I don't want to sink to the ocean floor. Um, let me see. Yes. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, I don't know. Leave here? That's what she said. Yeah, she doesn't Chris, even be there. Chris is done. He's telling the camera it was so much fun. It was beautiful. All right. Now back to the producer and Alyssa. She tells the producer she's pissed at her mom. What did I call her mom last week? Somebody with the wig on. I forget who. Oh, no. I don't remember. Yeah, I forget. Uh, she's pissed at her mom because she doesn't want to go swimming with Chris. She doesn't want to go swimming with Chris. Paddle boarding is different because it's an activity. Swimming. I have to be next to him. Meh. And she's crying, like, legit throwing a temper tantrum like my daughters did when they were 12. She's like, my mother's telling me to just do it and that I'm being difficult and I don't want to come off bad on TV. And she's like, I just don't care. Everyone else has someone here and I don't. And I'm not happy. Now we see Chris walking in. Sorry, guys, for your <laughs> eardrums. Now we see Chris walking in and she asks the producers, tell him not to come near me. I don't like him. I don't want to be near him. She is such a huge bitch. You would think that he kidnapped her puppy and ate it in front of her. Yes. The way she's acting. And I have here that the producers are really the conscious con conscience of these shows. They decide, right, who mm. looks good and who looks bad. Yep. And they are getting their ultimate revenge by showing the world exactly who this bitch is. Yep. Yep. And she can put all the little Instagram posts up that she wants. Like, oh, it's just a TV show. No. Chris does not deserve this. He does not You're just that. being really nasty to him. Please be better. And also, they can't... You can't blame stuff on editing. They can't edit something that didn't happen. Correct. So clearly, this is happening. Correct. And even that. if the producers were like, so, you're seeing Chris without a shirt today. Like, how do you feel about that? She could be like, no comment. That's shady, but yes. at least it's not saying, like, it's not my yes. body type. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. She's just nasty, guys. I mean, I hate to come for somebody like this. I don't normally do that. But she, I just feel so bad for Chris. She's really just being nasty to him. I would be like, if that was not my the kind of body that I would 
like if I were not attracted to him, let's say that for some insane reason, Amy forces me to be on the show for research. Oh, yes. <laughs> I go. <laughs> and I get just with the biggest, craziest person, complete opposite, mm-hmm. who has like no fun spirit, who's like super serious, and mm-hmm. I'm like kooky, and he just doesn't get me. Yep. And then he has like a beer belly, and then they're like, so what do you think? That, for me, that's not even a big deal. But let's say he's just such a douche that I would be like, you know what? Not my type at all. Yeah. Whatever. It is what yeah. it is. And that's yep. it. I'm not going to be like, he's bad. Or, I don't like him. Let me not be mean, but he doesn't look good without his clothes on. Well, I mean, we've seen we've seen this so many times on the show. People who, you know, show up and they get somebody that they're not into, but they handle it like grown-ups. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Especially him being... So she could have been like, okay, the first day could have been like... Off camera, she could have been like, look, dude, I'm not feeling this. Let's just play nice on camera and let's be friends. Mm -hmm. And they could have taken it that way and then played it off like, no, we're taking it slow, like friends or whatever. And then like, is she sexually attracted to all of her friends? Probably not. Like, you don't know how to be friends with somebody that you're not sexually attracted to? That's all she needed to do was like, dude, I'm not feeling this. Let's just play nice in front of the camera and have a good time. And that's it. It was enraging. All right, next time on, Michael and Jasmina are chilling in a rainforest, and he tells the camera, this is the first time I've seen Jasmina smile since our wedding day. Oof. Day five. <laughs> uh, Chris and Alyssa are playing tennis, and then they appear to have some huge meltdown in front of the others. And again, she has to remind the cameras that she fucking hates him, and that she is a really good fucking person. You oh, know... Lord. Lindsay said it best on the Rudy Huxtable show. If you have to keep reminding everyone that you're a good person, you're not. usually that's something you need to let other people say about you. Yeah. Okay. And then we see um, O and Katina riding some horses and shit seems to get a little Yeah, they're like there. mad at yep. something. Yeah. All right. So, Leslie, who are your winners and losers for this episode? I feel so bad for Chris, but I feel like he did the best that he could with that situation. So you think he's your winner? Yeah, I think so. I agree, because he's coming off, like, spotless because of the terrible edit that she's getting. He could be a monster. We don't know. But, you know, because of her stupidity, she's allowing him to... It's like the Seinfeld episode, who is the hand in the relationship. She's giving him the hand. Wow, there you go. She's handing it to him. And who's your loser? Okay, so I think that I'm misunderstanding what this category is. So I know okay. it's like you go, you get drunk and you go home with like the DJ kind yeah, of thing. So it's just get... like good or bad. Well, getting drunk and going home with the DJ could be fun. Mm-hmm. But what if your DJ is like Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> and you Ooh. just, it's, it's like that, you know, the person who just does the shameful thing. Lindsay. Like just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say mine is probably Mock the Shock because this poor man is, he just has no idea what's ahead of him. And then he, he is so He scared. completely flubbed what he was trying to say to her mm-hmm. with the moving too fast thing. And he flubbed it not only in his poor communication skills, but by having sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. So he's mine. All right, girl, anything else? No, it's just We're that. Done with um, these weirdos. Oh, these weirdos. But it's good though. It's oh, like, somebody's being murdered in your background. Well, it's Florida. I'm surprised an alligator <laughs> like holding up someone, with, like a knife. An alligator with a gun. 
Yeah. It's a gang of alligators. Gang of alligators. (laughs) All right. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? So you can find me on social media at Sinister Girls. So we, we're going to have a new episode the following Friday, so next week. I took a little breather off because I've been working on this, like, specials, birthday bash thing, and things have gotten so delayed. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. But we do have two uh, amazing interviews in the in the bank that I'm going to be releasing. Good. But because they're re- these albums are released later in February and one in March, I'm like, okay, I can hold on to it. So yeah. next week, we'll definitely have a new episode. But for now, you can check out Sinister Girls. We have episodes with Tiffany, Gina Shock of the Go-Go's. There's the, the reissuing episode with Dolly Parton from 2017. Guys, she got nominated to be inducted into the Hollywood Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, why is this the first time she's being nominated? Yes. One. Yes. And two, amazing. let's vote her in. Let's vote all of these women in. Yep. Because there's some amazing women on here in Dion yep. Warwick. There's um, Carly Simon. Let's just vote all of them Love in. Carly Simon. Let's mm-hmm. vote them in. And now I need to find a way to get to Cleveland for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because if Dolly gets inducted, which she will, I need to be there. I mean... Just in general, vote women in. Vote in women every, in. In every office, in every category, in every in. world. Yes. Dolly Parton has written so many iconic songs. Like, come on. Yes, she has. And it's she's decade after decade. She's still relevant. She does amazing humanitarian work. She has a literacy program. She's fantastic. She created she's the fantastic. vaccine. She's amazing. Vaccine, <laughs> vaccine, vaccine. Thank you, Dolly. So yes, get her in. Um, I am at Gen X. This is why where we're still still watching Little House. <laughs> We have two seasons left, and then we're going to start Beverly Hills 90210. And I'm oh, so I can't excited. wait for that. I'm so excited. I love me some Dylan McKay. I can't. I just am so excited. Um, if you were a Brandon girl, don't even come near me. I have a Brandon and a Dylan doll. Like okay. the Ken dolls. Okay. I have them in my room. Okay, but you love the Dylan doll more, right? Yeah. Okay. I of have course. posters of both of them. I would kiss Jason Priestley and Luke Perry. Okay. I was in mourning for the longest time when Luke Perry died. I, know. I was just so that, upsetting. That was so upsetting. But we're also doing like uh, we just did a big episode on Millie Vanilli. We're doing some uh, '80s movies. So head over to Gen X. This is why and check that out. And I'll also be co-hosting Hey Bunky again Yay. this weekend. So if you haven't listened to Pink Shade, guys, head over there and listen to Mary Payne and Aaron. They cover 90 Day, they cover Love After Lockup, all of those shit shows that we love so much. So we'll be over there. All right. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.